I'm Connie Murray, brand attorney and owner of Off The Mark IP Solutions, where I help clients throughout the United States own their genius through trademarks, copyrights, and contracts. Listen, what I'm loving right now is that the people that I'm connected with, the people that are up and down my timeline that I'm associated with, you guys are not playing any games. You guys are not waiting to accomplish your goals. You're saying, this is something that I want now. This is something that I want and I don't have to wait. Like that makes me super happy. Like who needs New Year's resolution when you always you know, staying ready. So I really appreciate that. And I know one of those things that people are thinking about doing right now is starting their own business, going into entrepreneurship, leaving their job and starting their own business. There's a story that's going around. It's a Forbes article where Forbes talks about a 2018 report that did the study of women-owned businesses. And in that report, it said in 2018, the amount of the black-owned women business increased by 164% from 2007. 164% y'all, not playing any games, let me tell you. And the age group of those women were the age between 35 and 54, which tells me, I think we can assume that a majority of those people were transitioning from their jobs. As you know, right now, people are starting businesses from college, or not even going to college, they're just going straight into it. So what it's telling me is that they're transitioning from employee to employer. And so what I want to talk to you today are three things you need to consider when you're transitioning. If you plan on starting your own job, maybe you're already in the works, maybe you're just thinking about it. There are three things that I want you to consider when you're transitioning from your nine to five or your seven to seven. You know, I kind of just do that in there because you have people with upper level degrees. You have doctors, lawyers, engineers, who are doing the same thing. They're using their unique skill set. They're using their education as the foundation of their businesses. And I'm here for it. So if you are transitioning from employee to employer, I want you to consider three things as you're making that leap, right? And that's what we're gonna talk about today. Before we get started, what I wanna tell you is that nothing that we talk about today is legal advice. Y'all hear that? This is not legal advice. And there's no attorney-client relationship form through this video. What I want you to do, if you need legal advice or if you want to have me as your attorney on your team, contact my office. Definitely contact my office and schedule a consultation so we can learn more about your business and see if we're a good fit, right? So let's do that if you want me as an attorney on your team. Until then, just get this information, get this knowledge that I'm dropping on you. Welcome back to the Own Your Genius Podcast, where we discuss building businesses, growing brands, and what else? Owning your genius. I'm your host, attorney LaConya Murray, owner of Off The Mark IP Solutions. Off The Mark is a boutique intellectual property firm representing innovative entrepreneurs, aka geniuses, who are looking to protect their brand and grow their business with ongoing legal support and business mentorships. We have a good one for you today, so let's get started. So, three things that we need to consider. I'm just going to answer the top three questions that I get. And so the first question is, do I have to tell my employer that I'm starting my own business? Hmm, interesting, let's talk about it. So when you're transitioning from working from someone to working for yourself, you wanna know, do they need to be all up in my business? Well, yes and no. So what you need to consider when you're leaving your job and starting your own business is whether or not you sign any type of paperwork when you started that job. You'd be surprised at the amount of people who start a job and just sign paperwork without really reading it. Most jobs in most states, it's an at-will state where you can be fired for any reason, you can quit for any reason, right? But if you sign a contract, even though you might be able to quit for any reason, you might have some restrictions on what you can do when you leave that job, especially if that job contains a non-compete agreement. 
that non-compete agreement is a contract or an agreement between the employer and the employee that prevents the employee from going into competition with the employer. That makes sense? That's a lot of stuff. So basically, you as the person that's starting your business, if you sign this agreement, so you can find it, sometimes it's a separate agreement, a separate non-compete agreement, and other times it's a clause within another agreement. So either way it goes, if you have this language that you sign, you need to be aware because what it's going to do is prevent you from going into competition with your employer. And that's something they're going to want to know. That's not something that you could hide because if you sign one of these things and you went and started your business, you can be in violation of this agreement and then you can find yourself on the other end of a lawsuit. The good thing is when it comes to non-compete, like people are really hesitant to tell other people that they can't work. So non-compete agreements and non-compete clauses are pretty restrictive and they have to tell you specifically what area that you cannot work in and it has to give you a period of time. If you sign an agreement, a non-compete agreement, and it doesn't talk about a geographical area and it doesn't talk about a specific time where you cannot do this, then you need to take it to a lawyer so you can look at it and see if it's something that can be enforced. So when it comes to whether or not you need to tell your employer if you're working or starting your own business, you definitely need to consider whether or not you sign a non-compete agreement that would actually prevent you or prohibit you from working the way you want to. Because you want to consider that when you're doing your business plan, right? And you're talking about where you can work and where you can't work, your marketing and things of that nature. If you can't work within a 30 mile radius of where you currently work, that means that you don't even need to look for physical locations in that part of town. You need to go to another side of town. Does that include online? Those are things that you need to consider when you're starting your business, if you have any restrictions on how you can work. And so that's where that, do I need to talk to my employer about what I'm doing and that non-compete comes in. So the second thing that I get a lot is, can I take my clients with me? Before I started my practice, I was working for a great attorney here. And when I knew I was leaving, what I did was I wrote letters. I wrote letters to judges and I wrote letters to other lawyers letting them know that I was starting my own practice and what area of law I was practicing. I didn't even consider contacting clients, you know, I didn't do that because I didn't have a reason to. Now, I do understand there are some professions when you're working with someone, the client is more like a one-to-one -one interaction, so you want to know, hey, I've been working with this client for years, can I bring this client with me? Again, we're going to go back to what did you sign, what did you agree to when you started that job? A solicitation. So some companies and some employers have you sign non-solicitation agreements or they will include that type of language in the paperwork, your new hire paperwork. And what a non-solicitation agreement does or what it prevents you from doing is exactly what it says, soliciting your employers or your former employers clients. And in most states, in solicitation, this is, you know, the, what I'm talking about now varies state from state. That's why if you have someone, you want to make sure that you talk to a local attorney that's in that state to make sure that they are familiar with your state laws. And so with that non-solicitation agreement in most states, what it looks like is you, whether you're doing it indirectly or indirectly, persuading, inviting, or causing that client to come to you saying, hey, and it's not just, hey, I started this business, you know, you can tell people you're starting a business. It's more of, hey, I started this business, don't you want to come work with me? I mean, I've been on your account this whole time, so it just makes sense 
for you just to bring your business to me. That can be solicitation. It can also be if you have access to your former employers or your employer's customer list, you know, uploading it to Facebook and running an ad targeting these people specifically. It can also be like direct mail. So it can be indirect or direct as far as the, the solicitation is concerned. So you want to keep that in mind as you are starting your own business and you're trying to figure out where are these clients coming from? Like, I, I know what I want to do. I know who I want to serve. And most of those people look like the people that I'm currently serving at my job. So can I just bring those people over? You want to be mindful of solicitation because even if you didn't sign a non-solicitation agreement or that type of language is in, in any type of paperwork that you signed, you want to be mindful of interference with a business relationship, which is a thing. So, the client has an agreement with your employer that says they're going to work together, right? And you start this business and you come up to them and say, hey, don't work with them. Come work with me instead. But there is an agreement between those two people, whether it's a written contractual agreement or just something else, you can be interfering with that business relationship, especially if it's intentional. Now, again, just tell someone that you're starting a business, that in, in and of itself doesn't necessarily imply that you're soliciting, you're soliciting or interfering with a business relationship, but when you have a lot of intent into it and you're going hard after these clients, which we know some people do, right? We know that some people do, that can be interference with a business relationship. So. Hey genius, we're going to get back to the podcast episode in just a moment, but first I need to ask you, have you heard of the Genius Insider program? The Genius Insider is our low-cost, high-value legal subscription program for innovative entrepreneurs who are disrupting their industry. Your monthly, quarterly, or annual membership gives you access to free consultations and document review so you can speak with an attorney before you put yourself in a janky legal situation. Your subscription also gives you access to contract templates and discounted legal services. Visit GeniusInsider.co, that's GeniusInsider.co, to learn more and apply. Now let's get back to our regularly scheduled program. The third thing, the third question that I get asked quite often, and you really need to consider when you're transitioning, especially if you're in, in a position where you create things, the question I get is, I created a program or I created something at my job. Can I bring it with me? Do I own it? Listen, when you are an employee and you're doing, creating things and that's part of your job, that intellectual property belongs to the employer. So any programs you created and the names that came with it, any software you created, like any of those things that you created, that intellectual property belongs to the employer, especially if you're doing the work in the scope of your employment. So if you're doing this for your job, like your job is to come up with after-school programs, or your job is to create software, and you do that, you don't need to bring that with you when you leave, okay? Another thing I want you to consider as you're transitioning, a lot of times what people do is when they're getting ready to start a job or start their own business, they will do a side hustle. They have been doing it on the side before they finally decide to take that leap. You want to be mindful of where you're creating things at. Like you don't want to create and use your employer's resources to create things for your business because you don't want to muddy the waters of whether or not you created this for your employer or for you. Don't use their resources. I know we're balling on the budget sometimes. 
times, but don't use your employer's resources to create yourself because you don't want to cause any confusion. That means don't use their computer, their you know, paper, their any of that stuff. Like just create your stuff on your own time so that you don't have any confusion about where or who owns this intellectual property. All right. Let me know, guys, was this good? Did you find this information helpful and useful? If you did, let me know in the comments. Give me some hearts. If you are transitioning and you're in that planning phase of your business, what I want you to do is pick up a copy. Let me see. Pick up a copy of the business plan workbook. It's a guide for entrepreneurs ready to get ish done. If you're ready to get ish done and you just need a plan and you don't know where to start and there's a lot of noise going around saying do this, do that, start here. Start here. The reviews for this book is awesome. I had one person told me that it was the equivalent of an MBA course that they took, a marketing course they took when they were getting an MBA. So we talk about not just marketing, because business is more than marketing, but we talk about finances, marketing, clients, problem solving, a lot of great things in this business plan work. If you live in Alabama and you have questions about a contract that you signed, Definitely contact my office and let me review it to make sure that you can do what you are looking to do. I've read contracts in the past where clients wanted to do something, but they were restricted in what they could do because of the contracts that they signed. Contracts are not just random pieces of paper that you just signed to get to do what you want to do. At the end of the day, these contracts can be enforced and they prevent restrictions on what you can do in the future. So again, like I said in a previous video, when you're signing contracts, you need to read them and make sure that they align not only with your current goals, but also any future goals that you may have. Let's take this conversation over to the Mark Legal community. I want you to share this episode with three people and have them meet you there. But you know what to do before you go. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and rate the podcast. Until next week, I want you to keep building your business, growing your brand, and owning your genius.